What's wrong with most sin? Sharing with me, Amen. 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 Amen.
All you got to do is be holy, and you'll be hated. That's all you got to do. You don't have to worry about looking for it. It'll come find you. You'll be hated of all men for my name's sake. And he does. Amen. I hope that we uh, can really, really, truly love him the way we ought to.
check. Check. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bye. 
Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for lifting. 
That's God's fault, right? Are y'all listening to my words? If your head hanging down, it's all God's fault. Come on. I'm sure y'all notice over the years we, we try to teach people to think. You come to service. Is that right? God's grace and mercy was generous enough to get you up on the saddle. Because, hey, truth is, a lot of people didn't even wake up this morning. A lot of people died this morning. You just didn't know about it. Somebody probably got murdered. Somebody got, somebody got killed on the highway. And, See, we take life for granted. We just assume that we're going to be here. And very few people live like it's their last day. And the truth is, it's not even in people's mind that today may be your last day. That's why we don't live. If we live today like it's our last day, do you think we would live? Ah. See what I'm talking about? You can't do nothing with the minds of folk nowadays. You just can't do it. Amen. You can't do nothing with it. Wouldn't you hate to go off in eternity with your head hanging down? Yes, that was your last day, your last remembrance. We're going to plow here this morning. We're going to put the hydro. I need a handle over here, brother Doug. 
Bro, does looking to see how he gonna build that thing. I mean, when you think about with all the words we know, it's pretty sad that this is the way we present ourselves before him. Did we not come through a gate this morning? Now, you may not like that gate, but it's a gate. It may not be the most appealing thing in the world, but it is a gate. The tree added some character to it by falling on it. <laughs> and, and we decided not to replace it. It's a gate. <laughs> I mean, the gate is dented. Look just fine to me. It still functions. And the Bible says, I will enter his gate. I. Did you enter that way? Don't sit down and lie. I can look at you and see that no, you didn't. Some of you did, some didn't. And that's a spot, brothers and sisters. That's why you have to be more considerate of others than to bring a heavy, downtrodden spirit. It's one thing that you have to deal with life in itself. But it's supposed to be the place that you're supposed to be able to escape from all those cares so you can have enough strength to be able to go out and deal with those things. Y'all know we don't have no respect to person. We just tell truth. It's up to you what you do with it once it's told. We don't hold nobody, no gun to nobody's head. You gonna obey God. Mm -mm. Whosoever will. Let him come and drink of the water of life freely. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. I'll be talking to the saints. I said, maybe we'll all move out of country. Boy, everybody's all go for that. They're like, let's go. <laughs> Lafayette would be glad, wouldn't he? They don't know who we are just yet. Chances are they probably won't, but don't know who we are just yet. Makes no difference to me if they don't know or not. Hallelujah. I was talking to Brother Doug and Brother Shane this morning. And Roy, I said, can you imagine when Jesus was here? This is how our conversation go almost on a daily basis. So can you imagine when Jesus here, he was actually sitting on the road like this, and, and then they come to the scribes and Pharisees. They come walking around along. They got to understand the scribes and Pharisees, they had an entourage with them. Can you imagine some of the looks Jesus got? When those scribes and Pharisees came up with all that backing, and they didn't want to know whether he was the son of God or not. They wanted to see if he was going to heal somebody on the Sabbath day. So that they might accuse him. Can you imagine that? You never walk into a place and you're automatically knowing that the people are accusing you. Do you know how that feels? You know, you can feel that, that pressure there. You never walked into a place and you just knew that the people didn't like you but you walked in anyway. Y'all know there's something spiritual going on there? Yes, God's trying to talk, brother. So y'all understand that? 
And he dealt with stuff like that. We read the count. You can't even turn the book without miss. You can't miss one of them. And we was amazed because, you see, Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee, but he didn't share the opinion of the rest of the Pharisees. But he was still with them. He was still with them. And he still, he was just like the blind man's parents. He was, he was afraid of the Pharisees, even though he were, was one. Because he came to Jesus by night when nobody could see. And ask him questions. Came to Jesus by night, nobody could see it, and he started asking questions. And, and then he was in one of their chartered meetings. And they was debating on whether he was a prophet or not. Won't y'all folks say amen something? Yeah. I understand the reason why he can't. If you don't know the word, it's kind of hard to confirm it. That's why we tell you to study. You don't need to be like these stupid idiots and all these mausoleums out here that don't know nothing but John 3.16. You need to know your God. Did not Jesus say, learn of me? You see the reason why people are so oppressed today? Because they don't know him. Learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is. And believe it or not, people are stupid. Now I can use a biblical term, make you feel better, brutish. Does that make you feel better? Does it make you feel better for the people who you may have in mind that I'm talking about who I don't even have a clue who I'm talking about? I really don't have a clue, but I do know I'm talking about something. I'm trying to get over a point because the only people who hear me is the people who sitting in here. So apparently the spirit of truth is trying to reach somebody somewhere. I don't have a script. I'm just running. But I'm sure he's going to get to a point. Blessed be this holy name. So Nicodemus took up for him, and the first thing they did was turn on him. You one of his disciples too, ain't you? You go look and see and search and see if there's a prophet that come from where. Oh. See, that lets you know we don't read the book. Yeah, yes, I do, Pastor. I read the book. I read the book. I read the book. I told you. Let me tell you what the biggest trouble and problem with us is. Are we ready to hear? Are we ready to hear? The biggest trouble and problem with us is, is that we come here pre-programmed. That if something is not said the way that you heard it a long time ago because you hadn't spent no time crucifying and dying out to yourself like the book says. And if you haven't spent no time doing that, so when you hear, you hear things to confirm what is already in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, everybody go, yeah, uh-huh, Jesus Lord, but he ain't everybody Lord. Amen. See, he is Lord, but he ain't everybody's Lord. Amen. See, so we got a lot of stuff in us 
that we have never divested ourselves of. And that's why it's such a struggle to hear when someone coming there. Because, you know, when you, you, know, you come here, <clears throat> some people come with the preconceived notion idea. That's why they leave offended. That I'm going to be like the rest of the preachers. How you doing, brother? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, brother. Where you want to go eat after we get finished here today? Good to see you, brother. And that's, how, that's what we used to. We used to other men coming and slobbing all over your wife. Full of lust. Can't, can't wait to see. You ain't never seen folk just stand at the door and they select who they want to hug and who they don't want to hug? Am I the only person living in this world, brother? Y'all ain't never done that. Especially them smoking deacons. I guess they might as well practice smoking because they're going to spend a long time smoking. So when we got all this stuff in us and then all of a sudden a clean man come and telling the truth, you make him the enemy. Amen. When if we would have did what the Bible said, when Paul said, I die daily. How you do that? Paul said, I forget those things that are behind and I press. How can you press with See, see, how can you? Anybody got a solution? How can you press when How can you? See, it's foreign when the gospel is preached, isn't it? When the word is really spoken, it's a foreign thing. Pastor, we supposed to come rejoice and praise the Lord, all that, but we got something to do first before that happens. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove and rebuke. That's the reason why people show up 15, 20 minutes late in some places. Because there's a spirit in them already know what's going to go on the first 10 or 15 minutes. Then they can sashay on in. Look at them looking at me. Thank you, Brother Lee. I heard him way back there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I heard that's instant in season, out of season. Hallelujah. In that, in that, when are we supposed to rejoice? At all times, huh? How'd you just got finished doing? I seen folk. There's a time and place for everything. Right now is a time to hear. A minute ago is a time to rejoice. Well, I don't like the music. Music probably don't like you. You ever thought about that since you think your opinion is so valid? Since the whole world evolves around you? You ever thought about that? The music probably don't like you. Because the music was here before you were. Unless my tune is played just right, I just can't get into it. When you got a spirit on you, it don't make no difference what tune plays. And if it takes a tune to move you, you ain't got the Holy Ghost. Some of the best tunes it is is when you talking to God and he's confirming his word by talking back to you. Amen. 
why don't you leave me alone? <laughs> Believe it or not, all this stuff goes on. You know, do y'all realize how many times I've done this? Y'all realize how many times I've done this? I guarantee you can put 20 preachers together in this town and they have not preached more than I have. And you can start at age 60 and work your way on up. Because I, I figure I at least give them the benefit of the doubt. 60 years old, up, they may have had a little bit of time. Considering how the average sermon is 15 minutes. And our average sermon is an hour and a half. We have heard a lot of words. So how much should we be performing? What man are people all we to be? Because not only do we get to hear, we actually get the know-how. Oh, by the way, a little bird told me, Pastor Dow said, we're not supposed to pray to the Father because we're praying in religious tradition. I go, oh. Take a fork in me because I'm done. <laughs> Whether it be a spirit or a person, you mean to tell me you don't know the word and the character and the nature that we minister in by now? Amen. Chances are you heard wrong. Amen. Could that be a possibility? Amen. Now you think about that for a second. Would I Ever tell somebody that? Then who are you believing? What is going on? Folk, I'm telling you, I told you the enemy is deep within. He's deep. He is deep within. And he's digging in. Does not the Bible teach you, you take heed how you hear? Why? You mean you mean tell me that's a way you hear? At least that's what the book told me, brother. I mean, I'm not the sharpest knife in the box. But I can read a little bit with understanding. And if it says take heed to how you hear, that means there's a way you can hear. Amen. How much more intelligence you got to be for that one? Hallelujah. Huh? Amen. Have you ever came to church sometimes, sit down, and was kind of frustrated? How you think you heard? Oh. Man. How do you think you heard? What about if you had a little anger on you? How'd you hear that? So, well, I ain't never thought about that. You ain't never thought about too much. Come think of it. Except things that pertain to you. <laughs> you got to understand, brother, so the way I preach is the way I am towards my own self. You got to understand that? Because before a man can get up and stand before God's people and preach, he must first have judged himself. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you ever notice that you don't never get that sense that I'm actually preaching at you? 
but I'm ministering to you. So I didn't know there was a difference in that. See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? This is the type of society we've been raised in. And it's affected our minds bad. I mean super duper bad. We got folk today, let's just say take a consensus. This is our hometown. We live here, right? Let's take consensus of all people we know. How many people have you ever met that deny Jesus? Nobody. I never met anybody that denied Jesus up here. I'm talking about from starting here, everybody we know, everybody you ever come in contact with, how many people you ever known to deny Jesus? With their mouth. They actually say, I hate Jesus. I ain't following no Jesus. Isn't that right? As, as, as many saved folk there is up here, this should be the most holiest place on the planet. There's a lot of saved folk up here. Hmm? But see, what people don't know is that the way people deny Jesus is in works. Because ain't nobody with their mind and their mouth going to say, I deny Christ. No, they're all going to profess Christ. See, this is the deception right here. But the Bible says in works, you deny me being abominable and disobedient. And unto every good work, reprobate. That means your mind don't even know how to perform it. It's far from your mind. You don't even know how to perform a good work. That's what a reprobate mind is. See, so nobody up here, that's the deception, will deny Christ with their mouth. But in works, they will deny him. And the reason why they deny him, because they are abominable, disobedient, and to every good work, reprobate. How read you? See, when we all get to glory, hopefully, we all make it. I'm an optimistic. In other words, somebody say, what do you mean you're an optimistic? I'm assuming that everybody's going to make it. But it ain't up to me who make it and who don't make it. But I can't judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. And so, you know, see what, do you see this book right here? Everybody who has ever lived is going to be judged according to the So if you know this book, then guess what? You don't have to be afraid of the judgment. If you know this book, you don't have to ever be afraid of the judgment. Because you already know how you're going to be judged isn't that amazing that's remarkable isn't it so if you can obey the book which is pretty easy to do on these two commandments hang the whole law you can obey the whole book you can obey the whole entire book love God love your neighbor as yourself you got the whole thing covered Somebody, you, you mean is that easy no, I mean, tell you, it's that hard. Amen. 
Yeah, that's why I mean to tell you, it is that hard. And the reason why it's so hard, because the way of the transgressor is hard. You ever been a hypocrite before? Anybody ever been a hypocrite before? And then sometimes we come to the knowledge that we've been a hypocrite, hadn't you? Did you ever notice how much it didn't bother us to be a hypocrite when we were a hypocrite? Didn't affect us at all. When we come to the knowledge of the truth of being a hypocrite, oh. Like somebody stuck a knife through our heart. Oh, God! Ah! See, that's what Paul says he won't repent of. That's what Paul says. In that, now I, you cause me to rejoice now. Yeah, I'm glad that you are sorry. Because that sorry and being sorrowful, it led you to repentance. And that repentance is going to lead you to good works. Paul said, I like that now. Now that I don't want to remove from you. Isn't that beautiful? You know the reason why folk don't repent today? Because they don't want to be made sorry. They want to be made sorry. Hey, anytime you repent, boy, you. I was listening to one of my old broadcasts. Y'all know I stay on the Baptist, right? Why did I stay on the Baptist? I was about. This not Paul stay on the Jews. Why did he stay on the Jews? Thank you very much. Y'all know the people up here that own this little carpet business up here by the bypass right across from the Mexican laundromat and the Democratic headquarters on Highway 52? I got it zeroed down, don't I? I was talking to her one day, and she was telling me about how her husband got saved. How we get in those conversations, I just don't know. So she said, yep, brother so-and-so was preaching. And my husband sat back there, and he was just sitting in the seat just like this. So all of a sudden, he had joy. He raised his hand and said, brother so-and-so, I just got saved. Everybody, Whoa! I said, run that by me again. <laughs> she said, why don't you believe in being saved? I said, yeah, I believe in being saved. When you're saved. But I haven't heard anything that told me that your husband was saved. You know, I done stepped on uncharted territory now. He didn't repent. Well, God knows his heart as he sure do. It's evil and it's desperately wicked. I'm sure she wasn't too interested in selling me no carpet that day either after that. And for everything I could gather, he ain't saved. And we got a whole bunch of people up here that believe it the same way because they get a feel-good moment. And no repentance. Now, mind you, mind you, I'm probably the best preacher they ever heard in their life. Because I had enough gumption to tell people to repent. 
You can't get no more merciful than that. Why in the world you want to let somebody go die and go on their own their way to a living, burning hell when you got knowledge that they haven't repented the right way? That they're not even saved the right way. Would you not be in good, good standing in order with God by telling them you need to go and really, I mean, really truly get saved? You need to repent and turn from your wicked way. See, that's the reason why people that are up here, they can get this feel good. I'm saved. What they say, they know the spot. They can take you to the spot. Take you to the spot. Well, God, I can take you to the man. You'd be the most merciful person they ever had in their life if you could tell them the right way. Because going to a spot ain't going to save nobody. Getting a feel good ain't going to save nobody. And can you imagine people making you their enemy because you tell them the truth? You sh it shouldn't appall you because Galatians 4.16 says, Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Would anybody want me to lie to them? Would you like to be lied to? Do you want to lie to people? Then why won't be hypocrites? I'm telling you, there's a lot of people in the graves in hell right now. And there's a lot of people going to go to hell believing that way. Because it ain't what the Bible says. That's what tradition says. That's what religion says. Church of Christ, they, play, they might as well, they ain't going to heaven. Because that's going to be music up there. And you go in that dead mausoleum. What's a mausoleum? I'm, I'm, I'm talking right. Dead mausoleum. You go into that dead mausoleum. See what tradition does? It removes God from away from it. And it goes about to establish its own righteousness. What are they going to do when all the angels cry holy? You better not say holy too loud in there, boy. That, that usher, usher you out of the church. Amen. See, these are real issues that are binding on us today, brother. So this is the reason why people came here. And the, same, the shame of it is, is that we are ashamed to tell them. You want to be a real true disciple? Be willing to get your head chopped off. Yeah. Stephen got his head chopped off not because he was walking with them in the wee hours and taking showers with them. He got his head chopped off because he told them the truth. And they made him an enemy. See, we got to stop all this stuff trying to go around and be acceptable with everybody. You need to be acceptable with God. He's the only one going to save you. And that's the reason why in this so-called feel-good experience, all this sin keeps being raised up to the zenith in this county. Because since you saved, you ain't got to worry about it. You saved, now you can just sin like hell and you got a stamp license. Pow! I'm sorry, there's a reason why I don't drink to get drunk. Because no drunkard 
have eternal life abiding in him. Where you get that from, Pastor Dow? The book? You want to get drunk, get filled with the Holy Spirit. You drink all you want then, fall out over the place all you want to. Summer, standard, do that all day long. Be in perfect order. Yeah, hey, man. You see, this the type of stuff that'll get me written in this book, one of these books like this. These words. Because these words are spirit and they are life. I'm keeping in good order with my brother and that went on before me. And you know you're supposed to be in the same order. Especially you men. Especially you men. Especially you men. You know, Sister Carol told me some time ago, she said, you know, I know one day you're going to walk out there and you ain't coming back. And it ain't nothing wrong. It's just because it's just the way it is. I just know it's just the way it is. And you know what she basically saying? Your mouth going to get you in trouble. And she ain't talking about my mouth or just running my mouth because of what I stand for. You see, God saved me. And even the heathen devil folk out there won't even say that, that I'm not saved. And if they will, it's, it's, it's very simple. Let's just sit down and figure this thing out then. See, because if I'm saved, you know what else the Bible says? You'll save them that hear you. Uh-oh. Uh, and if I'm not saved, you people a bunch of fools and on your way to hell. <laughs> you, you're the biggest fools that ever walked the face of planet Earth. We just being real. Is that not real? Is that not real? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Kind of hard to say hallelujah on stuff like this, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ain't hard for me to say hallelujah on Amen. Ain't hard me at all, boy. And you got to understand, I've mellowed down considerably in, from my youth in preaching. Some of you, I guarantee half of you wouldn't have been able to sit up under my preaching 10 years ago, 5, 10 years ago. Uh-uh. Wow. Nah. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. You go out that door holding your tears in your hand. Isn't that right, Dad Miggs? How long did you run from me, Dad Miggs? Look at Dad Miggs. <laughs> Look at that. He tells me, Look at that. <laughs> Dad Miggs had them track shoes on. <laughs> you see who are rejoicing the most, don't you? Amen. Until one day he come to the knowledge, that man talking the truth. That man know what he's talking about. That man ain't trying to injure or hurt me. Anyway, praise the Lord. You know, Jesus wasn't too much concerned. He did ask this girl. He said, who do men say that I am? I tell you what they say. They say that black nigga cult leader. Deceiving them folk. That's what they say. Look at them looking at me. 
Yeah, they, 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 is that what men said I am? That black nigga cult leader. You nigga, nigga. I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think we all do about these niggas? I mean, they seem to be a problem. Got to have a solution for them, don't we? Life can't go on until this black nigga cult leader get out of my face. I tell you who they said. Some said he's a wine bibber. Jesus. Did they not? Is that right? Some said he, he was a bastard born out of due season. Did they not say that? Did they not say that? Did they not say that about Jesus? Some said he's a friend of publicans and sinners. Did they not say that? Did they not say that about the Messiah? Did they not say that about him? Isn't that right? Yeah. I'm serious. You know what a wine bibber is? A drunk. That's what they said he was. Some said he's a deceiver. Did they not say that? Did they not say that? He ain't nothing but a freeloading glutton. All he do is just go to people's house and eat up their food. Amen. Prophesy. Did they not say that? Did they not say it about Jesus? That's what men said about Jesus. But then Jesus looked to his disciples and said, who do you say that I am? Huh? And that's when Peter stood up and said, God the Christ. The son of the living God. And Jesus said, whoa. Peter, fresh and blood, have not revealed this unto you. Ooh, I know who talked to you, boy. I know who talked to you. Yeah, it was my father, which is in heaven. He told you that. And so, Peter, since you got that revelation, we're going to build a church. We're going to build it. Somebody say, how you fit in there? Because it's the same thing. We're walking the same way today. Whatever they say about me, they say it about you. <laughs> you ain't figured it out yet. Yeah, but who do you say your pastor is? See, in other words, Jesus, he's giving us an analogy, but he ain't not concerned about what people say about him. He just want to know what his people say about him. And he tells us all the time, he said, the people that hear your words will hear me. That's what Jesus said. You see how important your words are? We bless the name of Jesus. I guess everybody can stop bracing themselves now. You know how you know we're getting ready to get a whooping. You tighten up when the best thing y'all do is relax. You know what? I'm on the track, and, and at that time, I'm trying to be a gymnastic, a gymnast. 
you know, on a racetrack on a motorcycle, and I'm trying to practice my gymnastic moves. Thank God I hadn't wrecked in about four years, three or four years. But, you know what I mean? When you're out there and you run around and then you fall off that bike, you're going to do some gymnastic moves. It, it, you may not get a 10 for it. <laughs> but the one thing I learned about that is, is that when you fall off, don't tense up if you want to break something. If you want to keep all your body parts intact, you relax. And as horrific as it looks, I mean, I got videos. You'll see people get up and walk. They may have some bruises and stuff. They'll get up and walk. I'm serious. But those of you who tense up, see, don't do that in here because then you're resisting. The chasing of the Lord. Don't resist the chasing. Just. <sighs> All right. I'm, I'm in a receive mode now. Because don't worry about I'm going to talk about your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your aunt, your niece, your nephew, your child, your grandchild, your great, 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 your great, 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 great. I'm going to talk about your whole generation. So now that you know, you don't have to brace yourself. Hallelujah. They all vile. And such were some of you, but ye are washed. <laughs> You're sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? We bless the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this truth today. We ask that these sins will sink deep down in our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You see, that, that first part preached like it is stuff to get you in your right mind. Because you have to understand, if I'm in the wrong mind right now, I don't want to be right. Because in this society, right has become wrong and wrong has become right. Y'all understand that, right? I mean, they actually think it's right for a woman to marry a woman. You don't believe it? It's plastered all over magazines out here. I saw this woman whose last name fits her, Ellen DeGeneres. That's right. It, it fits. She's a degenerate. She sure is. They had them plastered all over the magazine, Mother Stalin, uh, uh, an older woman and a younger woman, walking down the aisle, marrying, smiling from cheek to cheek. Come on, Caleb, do that smile. And they were happy, too. At least it looked like they were happy. See, that's become right. But it's, it's wrong. I'm trying to make sure I catch all the angles. It's become acceptable in this so-called 
Christian society. It's pretty sad, isn't it? My, how the mighty have fallen. I was telling him, who was that? I was telling him that there's this guy named Todd Bentley. Pilgrim be telling us about him. Um, he getting ready to get divorced from his wife, something like that. I don't know, but anyway. But his last meeting, they put 888. That's the day the Olympics start. He was up there, he was laying hands on folk, and he was calling the Holy Spirit, and he was going, going boom, 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 and folk were like, Why come folk ain't never act like it around here with us and we got the Holy Ghost? I mean, even when demons getting cast out, they don't. No. <laughs> Praise the Lord! <laughs> Hallelujah! Isn't that the truth, brother? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, man, these people are crazy. Look at these folk. <laughs> folk flock all over the place to them, too. It's sad, bro. See, y'all thank God you got to the right place. I bet you know he real, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I know he real. I sure do. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know that salvation, healing, and deliverance is a way of lifestyle for us? It's supposed to be your life. You understand that? Colossians 1.27 says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory, the mystery among the Gentiles, which is, watch this, what have we been telling you for the last few weeks? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Remember, we're supposed to be going around saying to ourselves, Jesus is in me. Have we not seen some miraculous things take place here in the last few weeks? I mean, every single service. Miraculous things. Miraculous things take place. Miraculous healings. And we just begun. I mean, things being restored. Lord, have mercy. Bible study night, we had another one of those New Testament moments. Amen. Caused a man to rejoice in Jesus, didn't it? Caused him to rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. I love it. People, tears falling from their eyes. That's because we know what's going on. Beautiful. Bless the name of Jesus. You know, these sacred names, I told Brother Shane, Brother Douglas, I said, boy, they in some serious trouble. So let me express something to you that I told them, one of them advocates a long time ago. See, first of all, I don't want to told him what the name was. He didn't even know it. And then years later, all of a sudden, he curses the name of Jesus. I don't want to tell him about head coverings. Told him about Easter. Mm-hmm. So did. And he's 13 years my elder. 
So I said, well, hmm. so since the name of Jesus, by your admission, is a cursed name, a name of a pagan god, then the truth is, how long you claim to be saved? 20-something years, huh? Well, the truth is, you ain't never been saved. And since you ain't never been saved, you ain't even qualified to even preach. Yeah, if his name ain't Jesus. Isn't that the truth? Well, you get the audacity to get all preaching then. I mean, because the arena that you're going in, you don't even have one year under your belt. And you're going to call yourself, what do they call them? Going. I used to know those names. No, Cohen. I said, man, you are, you're ignorant. How can you be a teacher of people and you're going to deny the Lord that bought you? Oh, Lord, that's why we don't say Lord. Believe it or not, folk fall in this trap. I talked to Chuck about that this week. He said, that's just not intelligent. That is just not. Something's wrong there. But isn't that the truth? It's amazing. They can call on all these names and still never get any power from their God. We call on our God and he answers. I like that. You know, after all my years of study, I've concluded that a man or woman must have. Did y'all hear what I said? Must have the baptism of the Holy Spirit in order to be saved. Repenting. Well, see, we ain't got to worry about it up here because people don't do that up here. They wait for a feeling. So they ain't doing that. Or some of you have come from places where you just so-called repented. You didn't finish. You didn't finish what Jesus had taught. And Paul came right back behind Jesus and confirmed what Jesus taught. I am sure that people are not going to glory without the baptism. That's how sure I am of it. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance. I don't care what folk done told you about this done away with, that done away with. Have you noticed that they've done away with it so much that they ain't got to do nothing no more? And for sure, they ain't doing nothing either. I guess you can check this off as picking off from last week, bro. Picking right on up from last week. They're done away with so much that ain't nothing being done. See, when religion cannot produce the power of God, then they have to do away with the power of God in order to make themselves feel comfortable about themselves. I like that statement. How y'all like that statement? Y'all think I got that statement down right there? Huh? I've been practicing it for a whole week. Amen. Surely you don't believe that, do you? I bring this stuff out, brothers and sisters, so that you may know. Because anybody that speaks contrary to what this word is saying right here, that's a devil. I don't care how good it sounds. 
I don't care what way it says. But the Bible teaches me, see, there used to be a time that people could be saved without speaking in tongues. All you had to do was accept the covenant. You as a male, get circumcised. Am I talking right? Talking right, brothers? Come on, Ellen. Yeah, and you could have been a Hebrew. You could have been an Israelite. Yes, sir, that's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the only other way. And when the male was circumcised, and if there was any males in the family, they got circumcised, everybody else was already circumcised, the whole family, because the male was. But that's the only way you could get into the covenant. That's the only way you could be part of Israel. And somebody say he's done away with circumcision. No, he hadn't either. He has not done away with circumcision. See, the circumcision that he was talking of was the significant of the circumcision of the heart. And our hearts need circumcised, brothers and sisters, in order to be able to be into this covenant. And that's why he says when, he, when you circumcise his heart, he said, I will put a new heart in you. And I will place my laws within you. Do y'all understand that? That's what he was going to do, brothers and sisters. Y'all hearing that? So people must have the baptism of the Holy Ghost in order to be saved. Must. Because when Jesus came, he preached about the Holy Spirit. He made promises that his father was going to send another comforter. John the Baptist came proclaiming Jesus Christ. And John said, I indeed baptize you with water. But there's one who's coming after me who is mightier than I. Whose shoe latches I am not worthy to unloose. When he's come, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So if you don't even got this Holy Ghost, you better not waste another day and another moment, a second time of getting it. He says over here in John 7, 39, but this spake he of the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Isn't that something? Should Do you believe on him? Then you should receive. This spake he of the Holy Spirit, and they which believe on him should receive because why the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Because the Holy Spirit in his fullness was right there in Jesus because he gave Jesus the Spirit of God without measure. And Jesus said it is expedient for you, meaning that it is better for you that I go away. Amen. And when I go away, I'm going to receive you unto myself that wherever I am, there you may be also. And wherever I go, you know and the way you know because I'm going to the Father. So he went up and he told them, you go to Jerusalem and you tarry and you wait for the promise of the Father. Am I not preaching this true doctrine right here? Is that not what the word says? And he told him in Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And there were 120 gathered together in the upper room in one accord and in prayer. And then Acts said, and there on the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come, fully come, meaning the time had fully come. Is that right? There appeared from heaven 
a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house where they were all setting. And the Bible says, and they all spake with cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. Did y'all hear that? And Peter stood up and told all the people that heard this, this was that which the prophet Joel had said. Isn't that right? In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Isn't that something? And they said, Peter, what shall we do? He said, men and brethren. You know the reason why I said men? Because they were not brethren. You go and look at the list over in the book of Acts. There were people who were there that were not Israelites. There were people who were there that were not Jews. Men and brethren. Isn't that right? You come on over. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Repent. And be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that what Peter said? And not only you're going to receive it, that this promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? And when they heard this, there were about 3,000 souls added unto the church that day. Wow. Isn't that something? And so Peter's off the scene for a little bit. All of a sudden, here come Paul, who persecuted the church. God gives him the Holy Ghost, knocks him off the, the horse on a Damascus road. Jesus showed himself to him. Paul spent time divesting himself of everything he ever learned Jewish. You need to spend some time divesting yourself of everything you ever learned being a Baptist, being a heathen, being an apostolic Catholic or whatever you wanted to be. You need to spend some time unlearning so that you may learn Christ. And then Paul turned around and passed through the upper coast of Ephesus and he found certain disciples. How many times do you see people that look like disciples? I say they look like disciples. You can't go wrong by asking the same questions that Paul asked. And the first question he asked was, is, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Wow. Wow. We don't know about no Holy Ghost. Ah, that's done away with. Ah, speaking in tongues to cease. Ah. That's all the answer you get today. Somebody said that to me one day. They said, speaking tongues to cease. I said, well, you need to shut up. Don't say another word. Because <laughs> if tongues is language is like you are admitting here, you need to shut up. You stupid, idiotic thing, you. Come up with some tongues that ceased and you still talking. What are we going to do? Start barking at each other? 
Come on, folk. We need to get real with this thing. Hallelujah. We got to get real with this thing. If tongues had ceased, then he said, How was you baptized? When he saw my hey, well, being baptized, then he took them right back to what John said, since they claimed to be John's disciples. Isn't it what the Baptists claim? They Baptists because John baptized? Come on. Amen. I said, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Intelligence has fallen. What do you think Paul was doing? He was checking them out. He was trying the spirit. He was seeing if what, it, he saw they looked a certain way. See, there's a way that disciples look. You can't go out here in this world and look at everybody and call them a disciple. Disciples have a certain look about them. Amen. Yes, they do. And he, and he said, number one, have you seen the Holy Ghost? How many people you've seen appear to be disciples? Have you ever asked them that question? Don't ask them how they saved. Ask them how they received the Holy Ghost. And then ask them how they were baptized. You're going to get all the information you need from right there. Yeah, we can't, we can't do nothing except what's already written. Now you see the reason why I say, with this word backing me up, that unless people have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they ain't going to be saved. And Romans 8, 9, do you have your Bibles turned there real quick? Romans 8, 9, highlight it, put stars around it, underline it, do everything you got to do with it. And let's let the book speak. Did we not break this thing down the way that the book says? But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And that spirit is the Holy Ghost. You got two things you can do. You can believe what's already written in the word that is spoken here. Or you can go ahead and believe tradition and religion. That ain't never saved nobody. If people that have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. And Jesus sent the Holy Ghost. He sent him for a reason. So that the works that he did, you can do because the Holy Spirit is the vehicle. The Holy Spirit is the instrument. The Holy Spirit is the power wherewith the manifest works of God is clearly seen in this world that we're in. The Holy Ghost is also a manifestation to show the world that you are Christ. And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. So it's more than just going around. They are speaking in tongues. They are speaking in tongues. Have, have you received the Holy Ghost, brothers and sisters? Now do you see the reason why nothing is being done in the name of Jesus today? 
because there's a bunch of folk going around professing that they have Christ and they don't have nothing of his. He don't even dwell in them. Because if he was in them, surely the works of Christ would be done. Hallelujah. That's just cut and dry, brothers and sisters. How read you? See, that's one thing about the word. Hmm? It draws or it dries. And the one thing, another thing our God does is he multiplies by dividing and he adds by subtracting. You got to get with the way God does it, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gideon, you got too many. Hallelujah. See, this is the word. This is the truth. Walk ye here in. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. The truth shall set you free. And he who the Son set free is free indeed. Bless the name of Jesus. So the Bible says clearly that if you have not the spirit of Christ, you are none of his. You can be like the rest of these hypocritical stage players around here, playing like it, acting like it, looking like it, and when it comes time to check the time card, they're going to go right to hell. You see, hell used to be preached about. And since we become more wicked in this society, more politically correct, we don't say words that's offensive nowadays. I said, you don't go to hell if you ain't got the Holy Ghost. And you on your way to hell if you keep denying the Holy Ghost. And you're going to fulfill the words of the prophet, hell hath to enlarge in herself. Because you're going to help it get bigger. Hallelujah. Now that's the truth. And that's the truth straightway. You ever hear that on broadcast? Hallelujah. See, this is the type of preaching to get folk in trouble. You ain't in trouble with God, though. Hallelujah. Amen. John 17, 20. Now, Jesus' mind for all of the believers is summed up in this. Neither I pray for these alone, but for them also which believe on me through their word. Did y'all hear that? To believe on him through their word. See, you see how important it is that your words be of Christ? Y'all hearing this? That they, look at this, all may be one. Even Look at it. All may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. So God gave, so Jesus gave the glory that the Father gave Jesus. Jesus gave it to who? Somebody say us. Y'all hear that? 
Here it is. That they may be one. Y'all hear that? He's talking about being one with the Father, brothers and sisters. One. Do y'all understand that? He wants us to be one, not individuals. One. One. Uno. One. Ain. Uno. One. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. Is he down for the count yet? One. 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 Y'all getting this? Even as we are one. I in them. Isn't that something? That's the reason why we say Jesus is in us. The hope of glory, Jesus is in us. Isn't that right? And thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Y'all seeing this? Jesus is including us in this chain right here. It's all linked together. You understand that? God gave Jesus the power. Jesus went back to glory and gave it to us. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the power. It's the vehicle by which God manifests his will on this earth today. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. We don't have a shortage of words, do we? Everybody got word, don't they? Everybody got a word. The shortage is the power. It's like taking one of these electric substations and burying it underwater. That's going to sort it out. You're not going to get any power from that source. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God is not in word and, and cut, on, cut on the radio to any of these so-called Christian broadcasts. You'll hear word going 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year, every second and every minute of the hour, every day of the week. But power can hardly find none. So the kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, not in word, but in power. So what heals the sick? Luke 8, 46 says, Jesus said, somebody have touched me. For I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. You hear what he said? Virtue is gone out of me. Now, virtue is power. Virtue is work, virtue is strength, virtue is the vehicle where a miracle takes place. Now notice, this virtue that Jesus felt go out of him, he had it because it was power that he had inherited from being a son. Are y'all listening? And he says, the works that I do, shall ye do also. And greater works 
Then these shall you do because I go unto the Father. Y'all getting this? Are y'all getting this? Y'all seeing this? So virtue is something that comes from your spirit. See, the Bible makes analogies all the time of letting us know. It says that he is able to be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. You see, infirmities also release something out into the atmosphere. People can feel it when others are heavy. Hallelujah. That's why I keep telling you, it's unlawful for you to come in here heavy. Because ain't the way the Bible told you to come. Praise the Lord! You're supposed to come with the spirit of expectation. Hallelujah. Amen. Virtue is something that's supposed to be flowing out of every spirit-filled believer. The reason why the works of Christ are not being manifested, I'm not worried about the whole world. Our world consists of where we live. That's why I talk about this world. And the reason why the works of Christ are not being manifested in this world that we live in so much is because there's too many people that got word, but they ain't got no power. And the reason why they ain't got no power, because they ain't got the Holy Ghost, who is the power of God. And the power of God is Jesus. So when you say that people ain't got no power, it's because they don't have no Jesus. I know there's some strong words, but nevertheless, they're right. They are the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. So the power is the Holy Spirit. And many believe that they had received the Holy Spirit, but they hadn't repented. Y'all listening? Because the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Jesus felt power being released from his physical body. When that lady came and touched him, you know, we just assume that that lady just came up and touched his hem like this. You go back and read that story again. The Bible said she didn't even touch Jesus. The Bible said that she touched the hem of his garment. You understand that? What, what do we know that, that closely resembles that in the book? You remember when Paul made handkerchiefs? He laid them on his body. Do you understand that? And they sent out pieces of them. You understand that? Same thing today. You feel with the Holy Spirit and somebody really got a need in God. I'm talking about they want a touch from God. I'm talking about they, they're really hungry to touch God. The Bible says that the woman had a spirit because it calls it a spirit of infirmity. Just like that woman got back there. She got a spirit of infirmity. And see, when you have a spirit of infirmity and you want that spirit out of you, you know, the good thing to do is, is do like the way that that woman did. I said she didn't touch Jesus, but she was touching Jesus. I believe that that woman grabbed the hold of the hem and his garment with all her might because she was in the midst of a crowd and she had to press her way to get through to touch the hem of his garment. And I believe when that woman grabbed the hold of his garment, she grabbed it with every bit of power that she could release from her spirit to touch his spirit 
And then that agreed because the remember the, the man the, that was a leper said, if you will, you can make me whole. And we know it's God's will to make people whole. Isn't that right? Because Jesus told the leopard, I will. Isn't that right? And see, so this is a way also that Jesus can heal people. This is a way that Jesus can even today can heal people using you. If they're really desperate enough, they can be healed by touching your garment. But they really are going to have to touch it though. Because see, your body is hosting the Holy Spirit. Your body is hosting the power of God. And the Holy Spirit works just like a light switch does. That light switch has a breaking point in it. When you flip it one way, it connects it to the power source. When you flip it the other way, it disconnects it from the power source. Nevertheless, the switch is still there. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, he had his power source cut on all the time. Hallelujah. I said he had his power source cut on all the time. Hallelujah. The, the substation is the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. The transformer is you. Hallelujah. The switch is if somebody got enough of conviction in there to come and turn it on. Hallelujah. But I'm afraid today that a lot of our switches are <clears throat> broke. Are y'all folk hearing today? Are y'all hearing today? Do we not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Have we not been filled with his spirit? Have we not been filled with the power of God from on high? Hallelujah. Don't you know that the Holy Ghost is waiting to do his work here in this kingdom of this earth right here? And that the only way he can do it is when his people get about their father's business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That tells us something. That tells us that many of us are impaired by too many other things. I know what they are. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's all that is in the world. Hallelujah. Because I know what keeps the source of energy flowing inside of our bodies. Reading the word, fasting, praying, seeking God's face, praying for others, interceding. I know the things that keep us connected to the source. But see, many of us are not willing to stay charged up. And we know we have to be charged up because the Bible says you pray in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right? Build up yourselves in the most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost. And many of us are not praying in the Holy Ghost. That's the reason why people can't sense any virtue coming from out of our substations. Our transformers. That's why they can't come touch the, turn the light on because there's no switch. We pulled the plug. Praise the Lord. Is not the Holy Spirit the power of God? Is not the Holy Spirit the power of God? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the what? In the world. <laughs> Y'all hearing this? Isn't this beautiful? Isn't this beautiful? It's a good word, isn't it? That's why it's very important for you to have a 
serious, personal relationship with Jesus. Very important. See, everybody want to use the God, but nobody want to do the things to be used of God. You know, we got things we got to do. We got places we got to go. We got a whole bunch of stuff we got to do. And God is looking for somebody who's willing to be used by him. Uh-oh. God's looking for somebody who is unselfish. God's looking for someone who put others before they self. Because the only way you can move in this power right here, you first got to become a servant. Hallelujah. You got to make yourself available. You got to be willing to be inconvenienced. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can tell we ain't shuck bucking and jiving with this thing because I challenge folk all the time. You say you know God, let's find out who know him. The only way a man can talk like that is he's got to know in whom he believe in. And I know that he is able. But I also know that he's only going to be as able as I allow him to be able. Because it's not the fact whether he's able or not. We know that he's able. The fault and the deficiency lies within us. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He don't change. He the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you hold your hands out, you look at those things, you say, these are the hands of Jesus. Because I am hosting the power source. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Ghost. You got to make sure that you charged up. You got to make sure that, amen, that you're available at any time somebody wants to tap into that source. You see, that's how folk get saved. I mean, genuinely saved. Hallelujah. But when the world's walking around looking at folk that don't, they look just like them, act like them, talk like them, walk like them, breathe like them, and do the same things, they, they are not going to recognize it, the difference in what source is coming from. They will look at you just like they look at themselves in the mirror. Powerless. Useless. Hallelujah. You should be so peculiar that when you walk into places, people turn their head. Because they that are in darkness have seen a great light. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. A city is on top of a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men take a candle and put it up on a bushel, but they put it on a mantle. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works, your laying of hands on the sick, and they getting healed and recovering in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can't y'all see this ain't got nothing to do with religion, got to do with us. Hallelujah, it's us. We don't need to be preached to about Jesus. We know him. We got our job is to go on to perfection. Our job is to embrace every word. Our job to amen. Every word of God. Our job is to hide his word 
in our hearts. Hallelujah. Glory be to the king. Are y'all getting this? Hallelujah. Don't sit back and let the devil put a bunch of doubt in you. Well, I can't, I, he, I, I. He's trying to sort you out, folk. If you're waiting on you, you'll, it'll never get done. That's the reason why you got to know Jesus is in you. You got to know that for yourself. You got to know that you know that you know. Hallelujah. Glory be to the king. So you can't just go around, folk. You just cannot go around talking holy, 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 holy. You want to be holy. Amen. So you don't have as much as Jesus as you want. And you're going to know how much you want by how much of his word you lodge in you. Because, see, his word gives you the ability. Did y'all hear what I said? His word gives you the ability to act in his name. Because his word is what informs you what the will of God is. And when the will of God is believed, there won't be no hesitation. There won't be any doubt. There won't be any unbelief in the presence of you because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And when your faith touched that word and that word begins to be put into action, the will of the kingdom of God will be done not in word only but in power. It will be demonstrated amongst those who look and see. And then they will say, of the truth, God is in you. Hallelujah. Glory be to the king. So if we're not willing to burn any midnight oil, how can we expect to be used? Hallelujah. If we're not willing to inconvenience our flesh, hallelujah, and die daily, how can we expect to be used? Glory to the king. Now somebody going to say something in here instead of looking like a bunch of dead statues. Hallelujah. Serving Jesus is always a sacrifice. It's always a sacrifice. Are you willing to get on the altar? Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to die, brothers and sisters, to this flesh. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. All right, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. People like going to this doctor thing. Don't they like going to the doctor? Let me tell y'all folks something. I need to get this in here to make sure, in case you hadn't heard before, I'm gonna let you know now again. Whenever you seek the positions first rather than God, you are sinning against the one who bought you. You need to know that. You're sinning against the one who bought you. There was a man over in the book, maybe you ought to highlight this, named King Asa. And the Bible reads, over here in 2 Chronicles 16 verse 12. Let me read this to you because I want to make sure that you know this. And Asa was in the 30th and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet. What was Asa diseased at? In his feet. In his feet. 
until his disease was exceedingly great. Yet in his disease. Did y'all hear that? While he was in his disease, he sought not to the Lord. He sought not to Yahweh. Did y'all hear that? He sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. And the Bible goes on to read on that he died in his disease and with his disease. See, believers ain't supposed to die of diseases. When we get out of here, we're supposed to be sin free. Hallelujah. We're supposed to be like Mother Stalin say, light for the flight. Glory be to the king. You seek to your God first. Now I'm sure that you, you didn't miss that, right? Did y'all miss it? Y'all didn't understand it? Let me know if I need to break it down now. Our behavior is different, folks. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, And Asa slept with his fathers, and died in one in the 40 year of his reign. God even let him sit there and let that disease linger on for a while before he passed on. My old saying is, is all not the people seek after their God? God saved you and filled you with his Holy Spirit. You are his. reason why we don't go to him so quick because we've been so reared in unbelief I told you folk I told you what goes on we have not spent time divesting ourselves of all this mess that we've ever learned we don't spend time working on our character we don't spend time working on our nature working on things we believe in the past we don't search for those things and look for those things that are contrary to God and throw that wicked mess out of our lives so when the word of faith and the word of truth do come, we look at the preacher cross-eyed like he's the one with the problem. That's why you got to judge yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Now 2 Chronicles eleven thirteen. 13. I want to go over this just for a second. I'm still talking about this issue here for a second of um, how people like going to the doctor's. You ever know the reason why they getting worse too, don't you? Look at them looking at me. And the priests of the Levites were in all Israel, resorted to him out of all of their coasts. For the Levites left their suburbs. Somebody say, I'm a Levite. Left their suburbs. Did y'all hear that? And their possessions. Hallelujah. You know what possesses us more than anything? Our own will. Why you think we ain't been anointed vessels of God like we should be? You see, the days are depending on the preacher to do everything because you ain't living nothing is over. Hallelujah. Same judgment for the preacher. You're going to get the judgment too. He's going to get in a greater measure, but you're going to be in the judgment because you ain't doing the works of Christ. That's the reason why we talk the way we do. So you can get off your rear end. Did he not say these signs shall follow them that believe? Do you believe? Yes. Hallelujah. 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 
Well, Pastor Dow, you just don't have to come so hard, brother. That's a little bit of common. I wouldn't have to be so common if some of you folk do something about yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the king. Hallelujah. I hope this thing's being revealed to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, th you know, because this is the story of Jeroboam and Rehoboam. And we are Levites. And I want y'all to see what happened. For the Levites left their suburbs and possessions and came to Judah and Jerusalem. For Jeroboam and his sons had cast them off from executing the priest office unto the Lord. You see, this is what I'm trying to drive home today. All our lives we've been fed religion that keeps us from operating and executing the office of the priest. And it's embedded in us. And it's our fault because it's there. Because we believed it. Ain't y'all amazed at this nature? You preach the truth to somebody, all of a sudden they want to call you a liar, a deceiver, want to scrutinize you. You tell them a lie, they believe it hook, line, and sinker. No resistance at all. You tell them the truth, they get cross-eyed on you. Look like they got a spirit of suspicion and curiosity. It's amazing how this human nature swallow lies with no problem at all. And when the truth come, all of a sudden, we got to have a biological analyst. A chemical analyst. And even in that, we don't even put too much in it. Hallelujah. And he ordained him priest of the high places and for the devils. And for the calves which he had made. You can't go into church today without seeing some idol. Some Since when did a statue not become an idol? Since when? Since when? Where in the Bible does it tell us to make figurines of angels? Where in the Bible does it tell us to hang up a cross and bow down to it? People being worship services. They being worship services. Big old cross on the wall. Looking at the cross. Crying. Come over here. Looking at the cross. Bowing up. Idolatry. Nothing but old fashioned idolatry. A piece of wood. A piece of clay. A piece of stone. See some pictured so-called Jesus, tears streaming down their face. See, you come here, you ain't got a choice but to meet God because you ain't got no pictures to be looking at. There ain't no statues for you to look to in here. There ain't no abominations in this temple. You want to look to some? Look at the word that is written on the wall. Ain't that right? Little monks and flying angels and praying hands. You ain't never seen them praying hands. 
Don't they make you feel holy? And they put all these relics up there for people to do because, see, the people ain't got no sense. They don't know. They flat out don't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, this scripture says right here, and he ordained them priests for the high places and for devils. And so your modern day pastors out here on this sun God worship day called Sunday has been ordained devils. And they ordained devils for you to serve. Because behind every idol is a demonic spirit. And that's the reason why these folk ain't getting saved and they can't stop sinning. Pastor Dollar, I ain't never heard it on that wise before. You ain't never been to too many places to hear anything. Faith come by hearing. Y'all ain't never seen it. You probably did some of the same things. Acting all retarded and crazy. Spiritually retarded. Music be playing. Getting all emotional. I would say look to Jesus so they look to a picture on the wall. We looking at Jesus. What an abomination. Y'all can't tell this thing used to have a cross up here? That thing was removed from the day we got this pulpit. Right there. Y'all can't see it? See that line? You get up there and you see the so-called stain job we did good enough but you take this off right here you'll see a cross figure up there we removed that booger am I offending y'all I know what the problem is some of your family pagan that's the problem that's why it hurts so much oh pastor oh pastor I guess God did chose by the foolish of preaching, didn't he? See, I see some old family members doing that. What they need is a swift kick to help them dance even more. Pop, dance! <laughs> Look at me. You still love me, brother Lee? Hey, man! What happened the other day, brother, is that Tri-County, in rare form, popping electricity off every time, brother. Messing up our computers. Brother Lee called the other day. And, Something wrong with the broadcast? Oh, oh, passed out preaching. Tell you what, says Molly, put the phone down close to him and turn up the volume. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful that somebody want to hear the word? Blessed are those which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. I'm sorry to rain on y'all little old parade, but I'm telling the truth. You look on the back of these trucks today, they got this little Calvin and Hobbes figure bowing down to a cross. 
praying. Little animations on the back of truck one that's Christian, isn't it? Got a pulp fish with the name Jesus in the middle of it. I used to have on my car, I used to have a car that I would, I had a fish on it. Had Jesus written in the center. I said, man, I am displaying my Christian. Everybody know I'm a Christian. I read that that Babylon fish come from the Catholic church. Man, I tore that thing off that car. Isn't that something? I had all that. Praise the Lord, brother and sister. I had to repent. I didn't just stop doing it. You know how we are. See, we think we repent. We just stop doing something. No, confess your faults. God, I'm sorry for being stupid and ignorant and, and serving devils. Pastor, is it really all that? You better believe it's all that and more so. Anyway. And after them, out of all the tribes of Israel, such are... Look, such as set their hearts to seek the Lord, God of Israel, came to Jerusalem. See, there are certain people that have set their hearts. I mean, set their hearts right. You follow me? Now, where is Jerusalem at today? Anywhere we put our feet. Because neither in this mountain, nor in Jerusalem. Isn't that right? Is that what the book says? But the true worshipers are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So that's where Jerusalem is. Wherever the spirit of truth is. Whom the world can't receive. And some of you got difficult. Some of you sitting up here. This is a hard saying. Who can receive it? This is good sayings. Hallelujah. So they went to Jerusalem for a reason, to sacrifice unto the Lord their God, unto God of their fathers. They went to sacrifice to the Lord God of their fathers. Talking about the king himself, almighty Yahweh. So they strengthened the king of Judah and made Rehoboam the son of Solomon strong three years. And three years they walked in the way of David and Solomon. And that's about all they walked to. Y'all don't never see that around here? People start off. Paul puts it like this, man, you ran well, but what did hinder you? What stopped you from running? Uh-oh. A lot of people start off running, but they don't finish. And see, that's the reason why we always jumping on some of you folk, you know, because you don't want to be jumped on. You make sure you put cushions up so you don't get jumped on. Amen. We're trying to keep you. Everybody in here would testify, I promise you, watch this. If you are going to fall away from Jesus, did you not want somebody to warn you that you're falling away? Hmm? That's easier said than done, though. Because when that spirit get up on you, you're going to get bold. Mm -hmm. And if you can't get bold, the wicked flee when no man pursue. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. So if you can't get bold, you're just going to kick the traces and don't say nothing. I've always said this. If you're going to go somewhere and you're getting closer to God, make sure you let me know. Because I want to go too. I mean, you mean tell me I spent all this time and years 
preaching and trying to do my best to put this word, to show this word, so we can believe this word, and you're going to leave me high and dry? At least say thank you. At least say, well, we're going over here. See, that ain't it, is it? What well, is it? We just want to get away from you. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you real true born again, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit, you ain't going to never get away from me. Because if you're going to the kingdom, guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to be in the kingdom. Hallelujah. You ain't going to never get away from me. The only way you're going to get away from me is if you go to hell. Because I ain't going there. For nobody. Now you can get away from me like that. You can believe that. I'm going to love God. And I hope you do the same. Y'all seeing how God wants us to get to moving? Hmm? I'm glad I'm getting testimonies of folk, folk just down here. They ain't waiting for service. They just lay hands on each other and just start believing God for it and bless the name of Jesus. Isn't that all right? Praise the Lord. I like stuff like that. Amen. Anyway, so this doctor thing, we're going to finish on this. All right? Now, hey, you got to really believe this, that it is a bizarre behavior that these people will go to the doctors first, though. I mean, think about it. Does not Macon County claim to be Christian? Yes or no? Don't, it ain't going to hurt you. You ain't incriminating yourself. You ain't got to worry about nobody watching you. We in here right now. You safer right now. Look at him looking at me. Hallelujah. But that's a bizarre behavior. Very bizarre. It really is. You see the reason why folk die today? Because God's people destroy for lack of knowledge. Because they reject knowledge. All right? So we go to doctor today, okay? And like I was telling Brother Doug that I say, see, what happens is this. If you go to the doctor, you're only going there because something wrong, you want something right. Now, I'm going to show you how I'm going to lay this thing down. I'm going to lay it to the plumb line. To show you how that this day system is set up as the temple services. In the old covenant, if they had any sins, what they do? They go, they went to the priest, did they not? And they bought the offering. Isn't that right? Is that not right? So today, if there's any trouble with you in your body and stuff, the first thing you do is you go to the priest, the doctor. He diagnosed your problem, and then he send you to the temple, the pharmacist. And in the pharmacies, what you see, and in the temple, you have your offering in your hand. And when you go to the pharmacies, you go with your offering yeah. to pay the temple servant. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You push them your money. You give them an offering for your drugs, for your healing. Look at them looking. I told you we're going to lay this thing to the line. Plumb line. Is that not true? Hallelujah. Amen. 
You know I'm telling the truth. Look at him looking. Amen. So then after we leave worship services, we go out and practice what they gave us. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we hide what they gave us in our bodies. Which eventually is going to get in the bloodstream is going to go to the heart. Ain't I a stinker? Hmm? But ain't I right? <laughs> that book almost dead, isn't it? Down with a count. And I tell them true. Now see, what today, what happens is, and we all be ashamed of ourselves. Hallelujah. And see, what happened is, is that if you get diagnosed with something or something like this and the doctor will, okay, he going to send you, let's just say he in a situation, he send you to the nurse and he says, okay, we're going to administer to him or her two or three cc's of penicillin. All right, let's just use penicillin. That's what be the, the drug today to kill bacteria. Isn't that right? All right, two or three cc's of penicillin. All right, so then... What happens is, is the nurse put the syringe in his hand, the bottle of penicillin in his hand. How many folk filled with the Holy Spirit? Y'all? Good. You the nurse and the penicillin I'm talking about. Because watch this. So then the nurse looks at the, the patient, and when she comes to the patient, she don't know how to use the syringe or the penicillin. She don't know how to, to administer the penicillin for the infectious disease. Just like the saints don't know how to use the Holy Spirit to minister to those that are sick. Hallelujah. So the nurse goes to the doctor who prescribed you stuff, the preacher, and says, you told me to give them this, but I don't know how. Doctor says, I don't either. How are we going to get the penicillin out of this bottle into them? Same with the church. How are we going to get the Holy Spirit that is in you into somebody else? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Sure, you didn't think it was all going to be peaches and cream, didn't you? Huh? Got to get some conviction in there. Here we are full of the Holy Spirit and don't know how to administer the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And didn't have enough sense to go to school to tell somebody to teach us. Because we always go to the people who don't know why they got the title. You know I'm cutting the rug, boy. Man. Praise the Lord. Is not the penicillin there to kill the infectious germ? Do not we have the Holy Spirit that's supposed to be able to heal every sickness and disease? 
and here we are sitting here full of all this, all this, all this material, all this power, and we don't know how to administer it. And then we go, preacher, how do you administer it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you ain't at the place where you don't know. You're at the place where you can know. Hallelujah. Because the ones are blessed, not the ones that hear, but the ones that do. And we need to learn how to minister to people too because, see, the truth is, folk, that a lot of people receive healing according to their measure of faith. Do you understand that? Jesus said, be it done unto you according to your faith. Now remember this, a miracle is something that takes place instantaneously, a healing is something that takes place over a process of time. It's amazing how that if the doctor tells us that it'll take two or three days, this penicillin will kill the infectious disease, all of a sudden when we lay hands on someone and we believe God to heal them, we don't give them two or three days. They don't even give themselves two or three days. They don't give enough time for the Holy Spirit to work. They won't instantaneously right now on time my time miracle to take place and we will believe everything that that physician said if he said it took two weeks for it to work we would have waited two whole weeks and we would have faithfully administered the substance but when it comes to God and we don't have no doubt it ain't gonna work we, there's no doubt it ain't gonna work we believe no matter what symptoms or subject or anything shows up we still believe but as soon as we believe God, as soon as you step out the corridors of the tabernacle, you get out there and all of a sudden, it don't feel like it's working. No, it ain't working. You cancel out all the power. You shortchange all the power by your words. By your words, you're justified and by your words, you're condemned. You sit there and just cancel out all the power of God and just don't tell me that we have not taught you that you've got to learn how to talk. Amen. You know the reason why we teach that? Because I got to learn how to talk. Amen. How can I teach you to learn how to talk if I don't know how to talk? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that means I got to first administer this stuff to myself before I can teach others. Lest I might also be a castaway. Is that not the book, brother? Are we in the book? Y'all see all this analogy how it's going? Hallelujah. I told you, I'm not totally anti-doctor. I just believe we ought to seek God first. Because when you don't, you sin it. We already got enough destruction. We got to work out. Rather than keep on bringing more on us through our ignorance. You need a purpose in your heart to hear what's being said. And obey it. We got too many testimonies of how many people God has healed around this place. How many people God has touched letting you know since healing is the children's bread that you are a child of the king. And for us to shortchange God like that and not even give him a chance, there's something wrong with us. Now the Bible did tell us that this would be an unthankful, an ungrateful, and an unholy generation without natural affection. Truth breakers, that's what it said it would be. And we need to stop breaking the truth. Hallelujah. We need to order our steps aright. Hallelujah. So that God can manifest himself through his church. 
good word, isn't it? So when, when you believe God for something, don't go out here and shortchange the Holy Spirit by watering it down by some unbelief. Believe God to do what he said he going to do. Stop. It's so easy. You know, it don't take nothing to not believe. I had, man, I was a subject matter expert in unbelief. Nobody had to teach me how not to believe. Nobody didn't have to give me a, a, a crash course in doubt. Amen. Man, I had it all, man. I could tell you how to doubt. No problem at all, man. Easy. I can teach you how to doubt. I can teach you how to not to believe. Yeah, amen. amen. I've been there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We spend every day working out our salvation with fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. That's probably the reason why some of us ain't so holy today because we ain't fearing God too much. Amen. We use that selective hearing. Cut on this hearing. Cut off this hearing. Cut on this. I hear that. Don't want to hear this. I hear that. Don't want to hear this. How do you expect God to use you in a greater measure when you're that hypocritical? If you, you think God that stupid, come on, we're his. He'll take a talent away from you and give it to the one that's begging for a lot. Hallelujah. Is that not the way our God behaves? Is that not the way he is? Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to the king. Thank you, Jesus. This is good word, isn't it? Beautiful word. Let these sayings sink down in our heart. You know, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. And we are well able. Amen. But if you think that the devil is going to leave you alone, and if you think that he ain't going to show up and pull your choke chain, hallelujah. Every time you got faith to believe God for something, he going to be there. The last thing he wants is some people to hear stuff like this and start going out and tearing up his kingdom on this earth. That's the last thing the devil wants. I could care less what he wants. I'm going to keep on doing God's will. My purpose in life is to tear as much of Satan's kingdoms up as I can. So I'm the type of person I believe in total destruction. Especially when I got wind that I had an adversary who was trying to send me to hell from the very first day I took a breath. Very first day I took a breath, he had a place reserved in hell for me. Sure did. But then I also realized that somebody came along and loved me more than I hated myself. And then I realized his love by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so they gave me a godly antipathy against sin. They gave me a godly antipathy against Satan. Oh yeah, I may stumble, I may be, I may fall, but you know what? A righteous man, he'll get up every single time. He ain't gonna sit there and walk around. Woe is me. Nobody knows the trouble I in. No, a righteous man gonna get up and say, now it's time for me to cause some trouble. Hallelujah. It's time for me to start some trouble. Hallelujah. It's time for me to destroy the very thing that was trying to destroy me. Hallelujah. That's what a righteous man does. Righteous woman does. They come to the knowledge of truth and they purpose in their heart to hate the adversary. 
They purpose in it every time they come up against a challenge and stuff. It emboldens them to overcome that challenge even the more so. Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We look at every single challenge as another obstacle to be able to get one step closer to the kingdom. Yes, Hallelujah. A challenge or something coming up, man, that motivation should motivate us, should inspire us. Hallelujah. What's wrong? The devil got your mind? But I'm telling you, folks, if we're going to believe God for greater things, you're going to have to present yourself before God. You have to present yourself. I beseech you, Paul said, by the mercies of God. Isn't that right? That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God, which is your reasonable service. After all he done, that's the least thing you could do is serve him. And out of all the things he's still doing, you know, I've come to the conclusion that if God don't ever do another thing for me, he done done enough for me. Hallelujah. He done done enough for me already. I experienced too much of his tender mercies. More than I deserve. But because, he's a, because I'm a son and he loves me, he loves me enough to continue to keep plowing out his mercies upon me. I know his mercy. You should know his mercy too because his mercies are new every morning. Hallelujah. And we bless the name of Jesus. We're going to finish on Luke 24 verse 47. I'm going to read to verse 49. It says, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name. How? In his name. That's why I take so much disdain towards religion because it's sending people to hell while it's masked as if it's righteous. Y'all understand that folk are lying to people and people are believing the lies? Y'all understand that? It's not a personal thing with me with individuals. It's a personal thing with me between an ideology, a theology that is contrary to the word. This is a devil that is flying under the radar of perception. This is a devil that's trying to make people believe that their religion is Christ-like when it's nothing far, it's so far from the truth. Amen. This is somebody that's trying to paint themselves as being an ambassador of the kingdom when they're a devil in disguise. There's nothing but a bunch of wolves in sheep clothing. So there's more to it than just looking at someone and getting upset. No, this is a particular evil, wicked way that I'm trying to expose and destroy. And this devil's got a lot of people ensnared and on their way to a living, burning hell and ain't a thing they can do about it because if they love it, the Bible said the blind lead the blind and they both shall fall into the ditch and these people have become leaders of the blind. And my people love to have it so. So somebody got the thunder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody got to lift up their voice like a trumpet. Yes, 
Somebody got to blow the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. It's never personal between me and a human being, but when a human being adopts a theology contrary to what's written in his word, you become my enemy. Because we're standing against two kingdoms. There are two kingdoms that are opposing each other. And I'm for the kingdom of God. Make no mistake about it. Check me out and see who I'm serving. Hallelujah. Make a list and check it twice. Hallelujah. So now you know why I really shoot so hard at vain religion. And that remissions and repent that remissions of sin should be preached in his name, the name that all miracles are done in. And all healings are done in. The name of Jesus. And the Bible said his name should be preached among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Folks, they have already been endued with power from on high. And the Holy Ghost has been here ever since that day. The problem is the devil has strategically and carefully set forth a plan and he has divested a plan against the saints of the most high and made us a bunch of pretenders a bunch of stage players a bunch of religious relics and zealots and a bunch of powerless people Amen. through this false gospel that's being preached today that has nothing to do with the works of Christ at all has nothing to do with exposing and showing the real true kingdom of God so it's more than just being upset at a person. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Will for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Almighty Yahweh. So be that it may, people can take it whatever way they want to. Hallelujah. But my footprints and footsteps are going to testify who I'm serving. Is that not the way it should be with us saints? Hallelujah. Now there's a lot of repentance we got to do. Hallelujah. Because I'm sure some wicked way been showed out in us today. And then the Bible teaches that it is the goodness of God that leads you to repent. In other words, if you ever seen a chance and you get the opportunity to repent, don't sit up there like some arrogant pig. Trying to protect yourself from God. Hallelujah. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. And he'll exalt you. He will not walk. With the proud nor the scornful. So humble thyself. In the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is a beautiful word, brother. Thank you, Father. It was a beautiful word. What a beautiful word. So it's time to put action in, brother and sister. Hallelujah. All you got to do is just be so humble to do God's will. And you ain't got to worry about it. Come on. 
He has all the power and all ability. All he got to do is he got to find somebody willing. And the one reason why a lot of people ain't willing because they are ashamed that it may not work. You ain't got nothing to lose. You pray and it works, glory be to God. Pray it look like it don't work, glory be to God, then you ain't lost nothing. No harm was done. You're in a win-win situation. See, it's the way you look at things, folks. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I'm not going to be calling no prayer lines. You got faith. Hallelujah. You got brother and sister sitting next to you. Now, if you come to me, I'll pray for you. I ain't going to turn you away. You understand what I mean? But you need to start exercising things that you've been taught here, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Have I not taught us how? Have I not? Hey, Amen. Did I not show you the word? Hallelujah. Did we not show action? Hallelujah. Now it's time for us to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. Hallelujah. We need to get about our father's business. There's going to be no more shining stars if I got anything to do with it. Me one star, Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you, a lot of preachers would just, they would love to just have everybody looking to them. I'm not that way, brother and sister. You got the same Holy Ghost I got. You've been baptized, baptism in the Holy Spirit. You do. All you got to do is just don't be ashamed to do his will. Amen. Father, we do thank you for these words of truth today. May these saying seek deep down in our hearts. We bless you for all things. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. What y'all do is y'all got anything that needs prayer. Are you following me? And, and someone who you perceive that has faith, tell them what's going on and get prayer. Hallelujah. You want me to pray for you? I'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Cindy, don't you go back there and pray for that lady. Tell that lady back there. Don't you go back there and pray for that lady. She's been taught by the best. What, what's your name, lady? Debbie, she's been taught by the best. You know who the best is? You got that right. <laughs> Amen. And so, Carrie, so you go back there with her, okay? Brother Shane, get back there. Who, 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 which one of y'all minister to her? 